MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Wake up! The Morning Line. Line up, lady! All right, welcome in. Here it is now a one, two, three, Wednesday, I think. Yes, Wednesday. We'll go with Wednesday. It is January the 8th, 2020. Welcome in to The Grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri, the name of the show. The morning line. And we look, of course, to get you caught up with everything that happened over the last 24 hours in the world of sports. It was a huge night in college basketball. We did have 26 conference matchups last night. Great games, in fact, uh, with uh, with conference uh, conferences like uh, the Big Ten, Ohio State taking on Maryland. You had uh, Kentucky SEC battle taking on Georgia on the road. Uh, You had uh, heck you had Virginia. Uh, going at it last night. You had a lot of uh, Syracuse and uh, Virginia Tech. You had some of the blue bloods of college basketball really starting to kick into high gear now this time of the year because we are just, think about it, as crazy as it is, we're 35 days away from pitchers and catchers, somewhere around that ballpark reporting. And then, of course, uh, we're less than two months away from March Madness, guys. So, Right about now is really when college hoops begins to get really exciting because from here on out, everything that these teams do will determine not only seeding, but also 
who's got a shot at a national championship. And it all begins in conference play, which is really what they are diving into right now. Again, tonight, more conference action. Big East play, St. John's in action here tonight. Kansas is getting ready to go here tonight. So more Blue Bloods, a lot of opportunities for you guys to invest and make some money. And we had some big upsets last night in college hoops that we will get to. Of course, let us not forget the NFL dominated. The headlines yesterday as breaking story after breaking story, coaching changes, coaching hires, who's in, who's out, who's visiting with what. Well, we started just a couple of weeks ago. Well, heck, we started in the middle of the NFL season with one known vacancy, and that was the Washington Redskins. And uh, sure enough, they were the first one to make sure everyone knew that their head coaching job would be open. And then they were also the very first team to hire a coach and fill that vacancy. And then slowly but surely, we had situations like Carolina. And then, of course, the New York Giants jumped into the fray. And then uh, the Cleveland Browns jumped into the fray. They, too, uh, removed a coach. So the coaching carousel questions all around who's going to be fired, who's going to stay. Well, we had four openings. We only got one left, that, of course, being none other than the Cleveland Browns. But yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys, within the last 48 hours, filled their vacancy. We told you the Redskins got uh, there. So the question was now, what uh, what's going to happen with Carolina? What's going to happen with the Giants? What's going to happen with the Browns? And the answer, chaos. Total, utter chaos yesterday uh, with fan bases scratching their head, trying to be positive. But ultimately, you know, I don't think anybody who is a New York Giant fan went to bed last night feeling really good about the direction of their team. And they have a lot to be excited about. But ultimately, let's take a live look right now uh, at Giants headquarters there at MetLife. And uh, that's exactly what you got going on for uh, the Giants here in uh, in the fans. And that's your organization right now. At least that's how many people would like to label it. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Giants. There they are. Very nice. Congratulations. No, I'm only kidding. They hired Aaron Judge. No, one Aaron. Not Aaron Judge, although they might as well have hired Aaron Judge. Joe Judge and not Judge Brown. Not Joe Brown. Nope. Joe Judge and a majority of Giant fans yesterday were trying to figure out who is Joe Judge and what, huh? What? Yeah, well, he's 38 years old, and uh, he did spend some time in, um, I believe, southern Birmingham, Birmingham State, something along those lines. Uh, He is, when it's all said and done, a disciple of Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. And those are the two big names that you're going to hear over and over and over and over about this guy that uh, he was uh, he was taught under Nick Saban and, of course, spent the last six or seven years under Bill Belichick, special teams coordinator. Now, it's not as old. Not everything is dire. Let's just say that. OK, I do. And some people will say this is crazy, but I do on a lot of levels like the hire. From uh, from a few different angles here, because it's not all doom and gloom, guys. It's not. It's absolutely not. A lot of people pointing a finger at Gettleman, saying 
Gettleman, this is just, uh, this is ridiculous, and uh, Gettleman doesn't know what he's doing. Well, listen, Gettleman has always been a guy that likes to roll the dice. Uh, Gettleman has also been a guy that over the years has proven that he's got a pretty good eye for talent uh, along the way. And let us not forget that Giant fans ripped Gettleman when he drafted Saquon Barkley over Sam Darnold at the time. Remember that uproar? Uh, the Giant fans were screaming and yelling about Daniel Jones, that he took him with the number six pick. And yet, Giant fans don't even bring those moments up in Dave Gettleman's career with the team anymore. So I would say it's no shock that Giant fans are completely up in arms about Joe Judge being the new hire as the head coach of the New York Giants. But I would be quick to remind Giant fans the same stuff you're saying right now. You have said over the last couple of years about Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. And yet you're not talking about those anymore, but you find yourself completely blown away and shocked that uh, that Dave Gettleman would go out and hire a special teams coordinator from Bill Belichick's tree at 38 years old with absolutely zero head coaching experience to run the New York Giants. And I would offer up that uh, this should not surprise you. This, uh, you know, when it's all said and done and you you start to breathe a little bit and you look at who Dave Gettleman is and his track record. And quite honestly, when you look about how stale the New York Giants organization has been for the last 20 years, not a bad way to go. We'll talk more about that. Jason Garrett, his role in this. Lots to cover here in the NFL. We'll do that coming up next. Welcome to The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, 
I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in here, the morning line on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe and Ari. Thank you very much for stopping by here as we try to sort it all out. The coaching carousel in the NFL. One job remains, that being with the Cleveland Browns, who hope to have a coach hired by Saturday. That is the deadline. That looks exactly when it's going to happen. And uh, you heard it on the top of the hour update that it doesn't appear that any more New England Patriot coaches uh, will be going anywhere, which includes, of course, uh, Josh McDaniels, who is set Friday. He should be the final interview of the Cleveland Browns for the head coaching job. Uh, Jim Schwartz, uh, defense coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, he's on tap here today. And I think that's uh, I think that's interesting. Also, the um, uh, the Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator. He'll be there, I believe, tomorrow, somewhere along those lines. And then, of course, they'll end with Josh McDaniel. But uh, word is that they really they're looking at a different direction, possibly with uh, with the guy that's going there today, Jim Schwartz. I don't hate the idea due to the fact that uh, Jim Schwartz did obviously have a stint there with the Detroit Lions as a head coach, took over an 0-16 team from Rod Marinelli, a absolute dumpster fire of an organization. And uh, his first year there was the first year that they uh, they drafted Matt Stafford. It was the beginning of Stafford's career. Uh, did manage to get to, I believe, 10 or 11 wins one season there. And uh, it didn't work out for a couple of different reasons. But, you know, he had to navigate that organization from ground zero, guys. You know, 0-16 uh, to a rookie quarterback to really trying to change the culture in that building. And he did, by the way, because... The Detroit Lions, for the longest time, and uh, those of you that don't remember what the Lions were like prior to Matt Stafford getting there, is they were not a very, uh, well, shall you say, tough organization. They, were, uh, they weren't a gritty group. Nobody would ever have looked at the Lions and been like, wow, that was a, uh, that was a ferocious group. Those guys were tough. They would, 
They may not win, but they'll beat you. Yeah, no. Uh, that all changed when Jim Schwartz brought it. He brought a toughness to that organization and to those players that um, that was really, really good. Dirty at times, I mean, I don't know, that's to be debated, but there was nobody uh, when Jim Schwartz uh, was with Detroit going, all right, these guys are going to be a uh, an absolute pushover. So I uh, made some mistakes along the way. Ultimately, uh, he was replaced, and uh, Jim Caldwell came in, and the rest is uh, history, as they say, and now you're at Matt Patricia. But he did have some experience as a head coach, and I think we can all agree that maybe the best thing that Cleveland needs isn't a little another do-boy for Baker Mayfield. Uh, maybe the best thing they need is exactly kind of what they had a couple of years ago with Greg Williams uh, when he took over as interim coach over Hugh Jackson. You talk to those players, guys. You talk to that locker room. There was uh, there was a lot of craziness going on with Hugh Jackson, just like there was Freddie Kitchens. There was a lot of uh, undisciplined behavior, and that all stopped when you had Greg Williams uh, as head coach there. And that's when they started winning games and going on the run, which is why the Cleveland Browns were favorites this year in so many different books. And the hype around them was legit because of the things that Greg Williams brought to the table as a head coach, the respect he brought, the toughness that he brought, and the discipline. Uh, and he commanded the uh, the room, no doubt about it. Now he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't a great offensive mind, but he had offensive guys uh, on the uh, on the books, including Freddie Kitchens. Everyone understood their role, but you know, he was he was the CEO, and that kind of toughness trickled down to the organization, and that's when they were at their best. So it would not surprise me if Jim Schwartz got this job in Cleveland because the same principles apply. Uh, the biggest problem isn't talent with Cleveland. It's harnessing that talent and, oh, yeah, putting in its place and getting the most out of it. And, listen, every great player, I don't care how talented you are, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, everybody, you know, Michael Jordan needed Phil Jackson. Um, you know, there isn't a situation where great players always need great coaches and they need – they need that one person who's always going to put them in their place. And so while, oh, it's a defensive-minded coach, you got to bring bring Baker. You'll bring Baker Mayfield along. Baker will be Baker. Uh, Baker was much better last year when Greg Williams was the head coach in there. Uh, offensive minds are offensive minds. But being the CEO, a head coach, is about leading men. That's being a great leader of men, organization, and, of course, commanding the respect of a room filled with a bunch of 20-year-olds, 20-year-old millionaires. And uh, Greg, the Greg Williams type of that mold, I think that's exactly the direction Cleveland needs to go because if you don't restore some discipline and some structure in that building, uh, guys like Odell and Landry and everybody else, they will completely uh, run over that organization and anybody they bring in. So... He's been there. He's done that. I do like Schwartz for this job. He interviews today, and the reports are that, yeah, he is definitely one of the leading candidates that they are looking at, and there aren't any other jobs available simply because most of them were all filled yesterday, including, we told you, the New York Giants uh, who hired Joe Judge, and I find it amazing how Giant fans seem to be all shocked that that is the direction that uh, Dave Gettleman went and the organization when the reality is uh, the same thing holds true when he 
drafted Barkley, when he drafted Daniel Jones. Giant fans have been ripping him forever, and yet I don't hear anybody complaining about the Barkley or Daniel Jones things. They've always moved on. You know, he has always been a guy that thinks outside the box. You have an organization here in the New York Giants that the biggest knock on them is that the building got stale, meaning not just not just the coaches, the players, but everything else that surrounds a football team, the offices, the front offices, the, the scouting department, uh, people in those jobs for 20 plus years. And like anything else, you know, 20 plus years in a job, uh, sometimes you tend to get very complacent. And that has been the biggest knock on the Giants over the last couple of years, that a lot of people in their jobs in that Giants organization and the Mara family, very, they don't like change an awful lot, guys. The Mara family is, uh, you know, they're blue bloods in the NFL. They are much like the Rooney family. They don't want to have their old school, but. 20 plus years, a lot of uh, a lot of staleness in the building there for the New York Giants organization, which is why they hope to bring in Matt Rule. They wanted to bring in Matt Rule because Matt had spent a year there with Coughlin back in 2012. He knows some of those people in a room because they're still there because the Mara family doesn't turn over and uh, and hire people. But and we're talking from the analytics department to the scouting department to everything. Uh, There needed to be an overhaul, and that is what a lot of coaches and a lot of people were saying, that the Mara family's got to be willing to give that control up and say we need to hit the reset button here in a lot of other areas than just the coaching staff. And they were hoping Matt Rule would be able to do that, kind of bridge that transition. But unfortunately, yesterday, the word came out first that Matt Rule is on his way to Carolina because uh, David Tepper, the new head coach, uh, the new owner, rather, of the Carolina Panthers, uh, completely blew up the league yesterday from a coaching salary standpoint. And let me explain to you how crazy this is, guys. He threw a seven-year, $60 million guaranteed with a possibility of $10 million extra incentives uh, towards Matt Rule. Uh, averaging somewhere between eight and a half and nine million dollars a year guaranteed for Matt Rule. Uh, that is absolutely bonkers, guys, given the fact when you consider what guys like Andy Reid and others make in this league. If you are giving a guy who has never coached in the NFL before, who's never been a head coach uh, in the NFL ranks, fr- fresh out of college, and you are setting the salary scale. At eight and a half, nine million dollars guaranteed for a guy that is unproven. Uh, what happens when Andy Reid and Bill Belichick have contracts coming up? What what are they going to be worth? Guys that you know have actually <laughs> had success in the NFL. A lot of owners not happy with that contract yesterday. We'll talk more about that. And of course, the old Jason Garrett story won't go away. We'll tell you the latest on that as well. Coming up next here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome in. Want to uh, want to go ahead and invite you to follow us on YouTube if you have not done so already. Go ahead, check us out, subscribe to the Sports Grid Network. Just hit that little bell in the upper right hand corner. Never miss an episode. Get all the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time in one spot there on YouTube. It is the Sports Grid Network, and make sure you're telling us on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And uh, the Sony Open uh, getting ready to uh, happen this weekend here. It's kind of the unofficial official start of the 2020 PGA Tour season, too. A lot to look forward there. You guys know that have been with us here on the grid that we are uh, we love our golf and we love our uh, our ability to be able to uh, bet on golf in a lot of different ways. And of course, a couple of months, Tiger will be defending his uh, Masters tournament. So a lot of things to be excited about, including possibly being the next daily fantasy golf legend. And you too can go for the green this year with the dailyroto.com fantasy golf season and their optimizer. Because right now for a limited time, guys, you can get free access. That's right. Free access 
to Daily Roto's PGA DFS products, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and of course, the DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. Now, don't sit there. Don't lay up. All right. Pull out the driver, guys. Go for the green. Do it with Daily Roto today. Just head over to DailyRoto.com. Enter the promo code GREEN to access your free seven-day golf membership. That's right. The DailyRoto.com. Use that promo code GREEN, and you will get free a seven-day golf membership there, and you will start rolling in the dough. And remember, DailyRoto.com, guys. Uh, yeah, it is where millionaires are made. And uh, Piggy, uh, just finishing up here on the uh, on the last segment and our thoughts about the contract for Matt Rule and a lot of craziness uh, happening there yesterday and some of the unintended consequences. You have a new owner in David Tepper of the Carolina Panthers who uh, basically stuck it to all the other owners in the NFL who have done a really good job over the years. There is no salary cap when it comes to paying coaches, guys, right? We know this. So the owners have done a really good job of collectively getting together and deciding that while players' salaries continue to raise, coaching salaries, yeah, not so much. So they have basically, for the most part, kept salaries in line with anywhere between the $4.5 million to $7 million range. Um, somewhere in that ballpark. And then, of course, you know, we heard about Gruden, but they don't often make these numbers public, but consensus is and reports are yeah, they don't like overpaying coaches. They'll overpay for players, but not coaches, which is ironic given the fact that there's no salary cap tied to coaching, and it's one of the most important aspects of winning in the NFL, having the right coaches. So David Tepper comes in and drops out of the gate. The report is eight and a half, really just about $9 million annually, $9 million a year for a guy that basically not bad for his first job out of college, right? First head coaching job out of job, never head coach in the NFL ever. You know, spent one year as a offensive line assistant uh, under Tom Coughlin back in 2012 with the Giants. That's it, guys. Uh, He now comes out. And basically sets the bar for head coaching. And it's well known now. So that's now a $9 million entry level head coaching gig that is on the books, which now sets the bar and sets the market. Okay. You have people, you have coaches, guys. Most entry level head coaches get anywhere between four and a half to $7 million when they become a head coach, uh, no matter what in the NFL. First-time head coach is somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, Gruden, of course, 10 years, $100 million reportedly, but not a guaranteed $100 million. There's, uh, there's a lot of uh, reports that say a lot of that is simply fluff, and he's never, ever going to see the $100 million uh, that the contract is, if it is, in fact, that. The 10 years is impressive, but... There's buyouts at the end of all of that. The bottom line is the owners have done a masterful job of keeping the salaries of coaches way, way down. That is, of course, until yesterday, where now a guy with zero experience in the NFL comes right out of the college ranks. He was making $4 million at Baylor. He's now doubled that for the first time in the NFL. 
So now it's $9 million. And guys, I can tell you right now, that is, think about this. Kyle Shanahan is committed for another three years on a deal that he negotiated three years ago. Kyle Shanahan has got a good shot of actually going to the NFL. Kyle Shanahan has had much success in the NFL over the years. And now he's uh, he's got an organization there ready to go and compete for Super Bowls year after year. And, oh, yeah, um, he's basically committed to a deal based upon money from three years ago. And he's got nowhere to go. And that's the that's the ironic thing. Think about what Kyle Shanahan or think about uh, what, uh, you know, <laughs> what Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, you know, that's reports are that. The $9 million a year is somewhere around that Bill Belichick uh, money. So if Belichick is looking at that going, so you give this guy $9 million, never coached in the NFL, that's where you start? Yeah. the um, It won't be long, guys. Mark my words. It won't be long before we start seeing maybe, uh, I would say, anywhere between 15 to $18 million a year for some big-name head coaches. Uh, they This guy, Tepper, has basically... He's not made any friends in the owner ranks. They will. Uh, it's going to be a little cold reception when the owners meet here. I'm sure uh, coming up in the next couple of months. Yeah, he uh, did not care. He's got more money than most every other owner in the NFL, and he could care less. Uh, he wanted Matt Rule. He went out and got Matt Rule. Now Matt Rule, the reports are, did pick up the phone and call the Giants and say, "Match the deal, and I'll come to you." And I think even the Giants, once they heard that number, were like, what, seven years and, and guaranteed six, what, $9 million a year? The Giants were not prepared to do that. I think the Giants uh, were probably blown away that that's the direction David Tepper went with the Panthers. Like, you've got to be kidding. That's uncharted terror. I mean, that's it's not even Bill Belichick type money. you got to be kidding me. So... Yeah, there things are going to change for head coaching and head coaching salaries come very shortly because of that Matt Rule hire. But because the Giants weren't able or did not want to match that offer, uh, they went ahead and went in a different direction. Now, there was a lot of confusion yesterday as far as Jason Garrett uh, coming in for a hire. And this is why you've got to take a deep breath when you hear the media. Everybody's in such a rush to break a story that... They're not interested in uh, in getting it right. They're just interested in being right, or in this particular case, being first. Because as all of this news was coming out, it was Jason Garrett's on his way to the Giants. Jason Garrett to the Giants. The Giants, this is who they want. This is their backup. So much crap coming out there yesterday to the point where we hear Joe Judge is the going to be the new head coach of the Giants. Then we hear, well, Jason Garrett's coming in to be his offensive coordinator. That's who they're calling it. They just called the Giants. When it's all, when the smoke cleared, we finally got the real story here yesterday. And what it was was quite, it, it makes more sense that, yes, they were negotiating and they really liked the interview process with Joe Judge. They really, really did like him. Now, Matt Rule was probably their first choice, but they weren't going to give him that kind of money. They weren't prepared to do that. So they went with Joe Judge. But prior to making that decision, they had already called the Cowboys about Jason Garrett. They had already planned to meet with Jason Garrett. So the timing of it all. Now, once Rule ended up going to Carolina signing, they decided to move quickly. But they had already planned to bring Garrett in. So it wasn't a, 
the timeline is very important here. It wasn't that Matt Rule screwed them over and said, all right, out of here, and the Giants panicked, and they hired this guy. Now they're panicking, and they're going to bring in Jay. No. Matt Rule was set to meet with the Giants. Matt Rule met with Carolina first. Matt Rule picked up the phone. It is being uh, reported that he gave the Giants an opportunity to match. He wanted to come back home. He's from New York. He wanted to coach the Giants' dream job. He called up and said, this is what they're offering me. Just give me a reason to get on a plane and come there, and I'm good. The Giants weren't prepared to do that. So when that happened, the next domino to fall was, okay, Joe Judge was our second. We really liked him, so let's begin the process here with Joe Judge of getting him, uh, negotiating with him and getting him to be the head coach. Oh, yeah, by the way, we had already wanted Jason Garrett in, not as a head coach on any level. They wanted him as an OC. They always wanted him as an offensive coordinator as a possibility. So they had called to pick his brain, and he was coming in. Once they ended up coaching, uh, once they ended up signing Joe Judge yesterday, then they wanted to make it clear that they weren't bringing in Garrett to be the head coach, that they they had called and wanted him as an offensive coordinator. Then we hear last night that the Giants have opted now to cancel that interview simply because they are going to give Joe Judge the ability to pick his coaches and his team. So it's going to be up to him. If he wants Jason Garrett, if he wants, it's completely, they said, up to him as far as who he wants to bring in for his coordinators. So. All of that in a span of eight or nine hours yesterday was so convoluted. It was so off the mark on so many different levels. The bottom line is they got themselves a 38-year-old head coach. Jason Garrett was never a head coach consideration, simply as an OC. And they balked on that after a judge agreed to the deal with the Giants. They said, all right, if you want to bring him in, it's all yours. If not, no big deal. You're going to be able to hire your guys. And that's what they plan on doing. So he may still very well be the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants, but it's only going to be because their new 38-year-old head coach, Joe Judge, wants him. He's going to make the decisions from here on out for the New York Giants. For better or for worse, get ready, Giants fans. It's going to be one hell of an offseason. All right, we'll get you caught up with what's happening tonight. Around the sports world coming up next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Wednesday here on this uh, eighth day of January now. It is uh, 2020. Big night last night in college hoops. As we saw a couple of of top 25 teams do battle as uh, conference play rolls on here in college hoops, marching uh, to March Madness, in fact. Uh, You had number 12, Maryland, take down uh, number 11, Ohio State. Last night, Big Ten matchup, 67-55. Maryland covering as a three-point favorite in that matchup. The total stayed under 134-and-a-half. You did have a couple of upsets, including Boston College getting 10 points, a team that scored uh, 48 or 49 points against Duke in an absolute blowout over the weekend. Well, they were getting 10. They were plus 400 on the money line, and they just took down last night the defending national champions there in uh, Virginia. Number 18, Virginia, goes down last night uh, to Boston College. Rutgers also getting a point and a half, plus 105 on the money line. They, too, uh, were able to take down the top 25 team in Penn State at number 20. Uh, they took them down. That was Cha-Ching. And uh, number 14, Kentucky had to rally last night, uh, and this was a game that I was on. I was on uh, Georgia. I really thought they were going to be able to pull the upset here, and they should have, in fact, because they beat the snot out of Kentucky in the first half and then uh, committed uh, 14 turnovers in the second half, which is not a good recipe for success. So Kentucky on the road, their first true road game of the year. 
They take down SEC opponent Georgia there, 78-69. They did cover as a, uh, cover as a four-point road favorite in that one. And then another big matchup uh, late last night was uh, Baylor, the number four team in the country. The Baylor Bears took down another team that made it to the finals last year. You may recall the Texas Tech, the Red Raiders, Chris Beard and company. They are number 22 in the country, and they fell at home to Baylor, 57-52. to The Bears were an absolute dog in this one. As the number four team in the country, they weren't getting a whole lot of respect uh, in fact, they were getting three and a half points on the road in that game. They were plus 140 on the money line and cha-ching. They were absolutely a kind of uh, must play last night as the Baylor Bears uh, took down Texas Tech. In the NBA, we had some uh, interesting games last night. Only six on tap where the dogs, woof, they were barking last night in the NBA, guys. Dogs went 4-2 and two against the number. The only favorites to cover were Memphis laying 4.5 and, and the Lakers. Memphis taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves there, uh, getting it done, playing some great basketball. Uh, the Grizzlies laying 4.5. Lakers were laying 13.5. They were taking on the New York Knickerbockers there in L.A. last night. But the big story in that game was what happened to Anthony Davis. Here's Barrett, Randall underneath. Oh, look out, and that hurts. Anthony Davis took it right on the tailbone in the back. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you had a, it's like watching a building crash there last night as uh, Anthony Davis, yeah, he took it right on his ass is what he did. He fell uh, back, fell hard, looked uh, like an absolute mess trying to walk off. Took him forever to get up. He was laying there. It was just, it was uh, it was a little strange. Uh, but we all know how Anthony Davis, guys, is, shall we say, injury prone a little bit here. So there is no telling. He's going to have MRIs. They, you know, they haven't given a timetable, but. Uh, it did not look good last night, and I know fans, of course, are hoping uh, he always going to be okay. Well, history tells us uh, he's, you know, he bangs his elbow, and it's like, oh boy, he's going to be missing four weeks here. So, uh, Laker fans are holding their breath, trying to figure out exactly how many games Anthony Davis might miss because of this back injury, and it looked, uh, it looked. Was it crazy? Did he fall hard? Yeah. But when you're seven foot tall and, you know, you fall from a standing up position straight down, it's a, it's never an easy thing. So we'll see what kind of injury and how long Anthony Davis might be out, but definitely worth uh, keeping an eye on. But another great game last night was the Trailblazers as a dog taking on the defending champ Toronto Raptors in Toronto, trailed this entire game right up until the fourth quarter. And the guy to get it done, guys, the guy to get it done was none other than Mello. Defended by Hollis Jefferson. C.J. Holding sweeps it low to the floor. Outside of Carmelo. Head down. 15-footer away. Got it! Carmelo Anthony drills it straight away from 16 feet out. Yep. Game-winning shot. Carmelo Anthony takes him down. Takes down the Toronto Raptors last night. Again, plus two and a half is what they were getting. Plus 180 on the money line. Uh, big win for them on the road. Uh, also without CJ McCollum last night, had, uh, had an illness going on, but great job by uh, Portland. The Oklahoma city thunder went to overtime last night. They were getting a point. Uh, they ended up winning their game and the Sacramento Kings 
That's right. The Sacramento Kings were getting six and a half points on a back-to-back. They won outright as well. So four. That's right. Four and two is what the dogs were last night uh, in the NBA. It was they were barking. Uh, Unders also uh, the story of the night. They went four and two and back at it again here today as we will have uh, even more NBA games, nine NBA games, three NHL games and get ready for it. Fifty six more college basketball games coming your way today. Plenty of ways for you guys to be able to get uh, all excited, get ready uh, for the weekend, which will provide us conference championships in the NFL. And let us not forget, and we haven't talked about it, but let us not forget Monday, LSU Clemson, guys. Finally, this uh, this game will happen. In fact, the national championship, and uh, we have seen uh, the market move on this game, and it will be with this little extended uh, break here, with this little extra time, I have no doubt that this will be the most bets, I think. It's easy to see that this will probably be the most bet college football game that we might have ever seen ever uh, with the amount of money that's coming in here. Uh, the Tigers uh, of LSU, don't forget Clemson or Tigers too, 14-0 on the season, 9-3-2 and against the number. They have beaten opponents all year long by an average score of 49 to 22. They've got the Heisman Trophy winner, the eventual number one pick in Joe Burrow, uh, and they just took down the Oklahoma Sooners in embarrassing fashion, 63 to 28, and that game was over before it even started. They were 12 and a half point favorites in that game. Now they're taking on a Clemson team that went 11 and three on the season against the number, and they too outscored their opponents by an average of 45 to 12. So this line opens up LSU. As a five-point favorite, I've some books even were a little bit closer to four, four and a half. Uh, but I saw a lot of fives out there initially, maybe a six or two as well. And of course, the public uh, for the last two weeks, guy, and will continue to do so, I'm sure, is just pounding LSU, hammering LSU to the tune of guys. You ready for this? Eighty um, percent of the bets, eight out of every ten bets is coming in on LSU. The public loves Joe Burrow and LSU. So this is also shaping up to be not only one of the most bet games that we have seen in college football ever, uh, it is also shaping up to be one of the most lopsided national championship games that we have seen, certainly in the playoff format, in the playoff era. You are talking about Eight out of 10 bets to one side by the public. Just loving Joe Burrow and LSU. And of course, this kind of support, there was some sharp action that came in. Professional money, big money that actually pushed this up to six for a little while here, guys. And then then we started to see some buyback happening. Uh, They ended up at once it reached the six, there was a big didn't last long. Because there was uh, there was a lot of people buying that down to, uh, I believe, to five and a half, depending on where you're looking. But yes, that's kind of where it resides right now at that five, five and a half mark. So LSU home field. Not hard to figure out. It's going to be in the Superdome there. LSU, Louisiana, guys, uh, is going to have that uh, home of the Saints uh, right in the backyard of LSU. So. Clemson, defending national champ. 
not getting a lot of love, not getting a lot of public support in any way, shape, or form. In fact, uh, the majority of the people betting on Clemson are, in fact, the uh, the pros and the big bettors. Uh, the, some of the biggest bets that we have seen coming in here uh, this uh, over the last couple of weeks, guys, have been on LSU. In fact, we saw uh, another $200,000 bet come in yesterday on LSU. Um, and the numbers continue to go there. I mean, they're getting 80% of the bets here, and they're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, you got to ask yourself, how is that? It's kind of like dead man's land, no man's land at five, five-and-a-half. Uh, yeah, I mean, the books are going to be afraid to move it up any further simply because they know what's going to happen. It already made it to six, and it got uh, it got hammered Clemson and brought it back down. So now there's still money, big money guys coming in here on LSU. Yesterday to the tune of 200,000, we saw 110,000, we saw 90,000. Uh we we've seen a lot of these six and seven uh, six-figure bets here coming in on LSU in this game. However, you know, we're not seeing the line move. We are seeing the total though, interesting enough. Uh, where the, I believe, 77, 78, almost 80% of the, the money is on the over in this game at 69 and a half. So while you've got 80% of the tickets, you've got almost 90% of the money on the spread for LSU, and you've got close to 80% of the money coming in on the over at 69 and a half, but yet hasn't pushed the 70 yet. And again, with all that money and support, the books still haven't moved LSU anywhere near six and a half or seven. So you got to ask yourself why. And the reason why is that there is a uh, significant portion of money that is being from very respected betters taking Clemson in this matchup as well as the under in this game. So keep in mind that they are, shall we say, the sports books understand the public support for LSU. They understand recency bias, meaning they just watched Joe Burrow dismantle, win the Heisman and dismantle Oklahoma, right? They watched Clemson battle it out with Ohio State and had to come from behind to win that game. So when the books opened this line, they understood they were going to inflate it to LSU because of how much love they were going to get. So right now, the value in this game remains on Clemson, guys. It remains on Clemson because it is absolutely a inflated number here absolutely inflated to this particular point and i would also say the same thing for the over 69 and a half is an inflated number due to what we've seen lsu do now for as much grief as clemson has taken all year long about ah oh, you play in the sc you play in the acc you don't play anybody well they ended up taking down what many people thought was the number one team the best team in the country in ohio state a lot of people also felt uh, a lot of very smart people uh, had uh, Ohio State beating LSU regardless if it had worked out that way. So the fact that uh, Clemson is in this spot, having done what they did against Ohio State, they have proven that, yes, they belong in this game. It doesn't matter who they played in the ACC. They've got the talent to be able to get this job done. Plus, they are national champions. They have been there. They have done that. You're talking about a quarterback now in uh, – uh, that has won 25 straight games. You have a team that has won 30 straight games here in Clemson, taking on a everyone's favorite darling now here at Odron and LSU, who is completely being overvalued here. The love and support there from the public for LSU 
has given us some value on Clemson, finally, a team that has won 30 games in a row, defending national champions. And I'm telling you right now, hysterical enough, um, the value lies on them and not LSU. Hard to believe, right? But all the chips are falling into place here, guys. There is uh, definitely some value because of that inflated line here right now. And listen, it's going to be the most heavily bet game, not only this year, but probably ever in a national championship spot because of the extra time and the extra week. Uh, But this game will continue to get hyped up from here on out. Monday night, get ready for it. It is going to be a war in this game. And it's going to be probably one of the most fun games that we have seen all year long, maybe ever, in the playoff history. So we'll talk more about this game coming up. We'll take a look at the latest lines in the NFL for this weekend as we look to make it rain next year on the grid. Sports for the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I overslept. Look, I need your help. Here's what you missed on the morning line. Go! The New York Giants. There they are. Very nice. Congratulations. No, I'm only kidding. They hired Aaron Judge. Nope. One Aaron. Not Aaron Judge, although they might as well have hired Aaron Judge. Joe Judge and not Judge Brown. Not Joe Brown. Nope. Joe Judge and a majority of Giant fans yesterday were trying to figure out who is Joe Judge and what? Huh? What? Yeah. Well, he's 38 years old and uh, he did. Spent some time in, um, I believe, Southern Birmingham, Birmingham State, something along those lines. Uh, He is, when it's all said and done, a disciple of Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. And those are the two big names that you're going to hear over and over and over and over about this guy that uh, he was was taught under Nick Saban and, of course, spent the last six or seven years under Bill Belichick, special teams coordinator. Now, not not everything is dire. Let's just say that, okay? I do... And some people will say this is crazy, but I do, on a lot of levels, like the hire from uh, from a few different angles here because it's not all doom and gloom, guys. It's not. It's absolutely not. A lot of people pointing a finger at Gettleman, saying, "Gettleman, this is just uh, this is ridiculous," and uh, Gettleman doesn't know what he's doing. Well, listen, Gettleman has always been a guy that likes to roll the dice. Uh, Gettleman has also been a guy that, over the years, has proven that he's got a pretty good eye for talent. Uh, along the way and let us not forget that giant fans ripped Gettleman when he drafted Saquon Barkley over Sam Darnold at the time remember that uproar Uh, the giant fans were screaming and yelling about Daniel Jones that he took him with the number six pick and yet giant fans don't even bring those moments up in Dave Gettleman's career with the team anymore so I would say it's no shock that giant fans are completely up in arms about Joe Judge being the new hire as the head coach of the New York Giants. But I would be quick to remind Giant fans the same stuff you're saying right now. You have said over the last couple of years about Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. And yet you're not talking about those anymore, but you find yourself completely blown away and shocked that uh, that Dave Gettleman would go out and hire a special teams coordinator from Bill Belichick's tree at 38 years old with absolutely zero head coaching experience to run the New York Giants. And I would offer up that uh, this should not surprise you. This, uh, you know, when it's all said and done and you, you start to breathe a little bit and you look at who Dave Gettleman is and his track record. And quite honestly, when you look about how stale the New York Giants organization has been for the last 20 years, not a bad way to go. Sports Grid. New MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.